Yeah, so I'm going to go a little bit off off the cuff here and say that um, during my swimming career, I didn't sacrifice one thing. Mm. And you often hear people talk about, like, you're, Ed, you're right, I, I sacrificed this, I sacrificed that. Yeah. When I was younger, I didn't go to dances when I was in grade 11 and 12, and I sacrificed going on dates or going out with my friends drinking when you're old enough, or you know, I sacrificed watching my favorite sports team play. But if you think about what the nature of what you're sacrificing, the nature of what you're getting, so I didn't stay up late to watch my favorite hockey team play because I got up early to better myself. And when you think about that, is that really a sacrifice? If you, if the goal is to always push forward and always be better. So my personal model was I want to be better today than I was yesterday. I want to be better tomorrow than I am today. You know, give yourself a break. It's a tough life out there right now, right? Don't be so hard on on others. Don't be so hard on yourself. Give Give yourself that chance to relax and rest but yes, give yourself that chance to be great. You know, back in 92, as you alluded to earlier, when we were talking about that, you know, a race that I did um, and I won a bronze medal at the Paralympics, I was going back and forth and I was, wasn't supposed to win a medal. And uh, I was in fourth place at the 300 meter mark. And I said, okay, I'm going to go now. And another voice inside me, don't do it. And then another voice that's sort of that angel voice comes in and says, go now, allow yourself to be great. And I sort of put on as much extra effort that I could be, and I finished in third place and won an amazing bronze medal for Canada and a Canadian record. And the moment of being able to say to myself, allow yourself to be great, took away all those inhibitions or stress or whatever, because it was just, I had no choice. So I would say that for everybody watching, just give you that chance to be great. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the another episode of Conversation with Harpreet. My name is Harpreet Singh. I'm so much honored to have this special guest on my show, guys. He's a swimmer champion who won two world championships in 1998-2002, brought gold medal in Canada. He's also Paralympic champion and he made Canada proud so many times. Like I'm so much honored and grateful to have him on the show. So without any further ado, please welcome Andrew Haley. Andrew, thank you so much for coming on the show, brother. Uh, good morning. It's great to be here with you this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Like like I said, like I'm so much excited and I'm also like very proud. Like you represent Canada, represented Canada like so many times in international level. And I, I, I just like feel so much excited now, like talking with you. Well, it's interesting because obviously you have that red turban on your head and that's like, that's, that's what it is, right? I mean, it's, mm -hmm. you know, Canada is very symbolic uh, when you, when you see something red, you know, and, and being patriotic. You know, Canada, everybody's wears red. So um, it was very much an honor during those times to to have red on my my calf. You know, and it's just um, it's 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 not something that, that you can really put into words in terms of representing your country. You know, Canada, pick you know pick a country that you know maybe your native land or whatever. But um, it was it was a really um, exciting thing to and you take great great pride in doing it. Right when you're on the starting block and you're getting ready to go. Um, and not just doing it, but doing it right, doing it fair, um, you know, not cheating, not cutting corners. And when you know that when you're on the starting block or, you know, starting a track race or marathon or, you know, a volleyball game or whatever you happen to be playing that you've given your best effort. And then you go out and you, you try to play in a level playing field. So it was a great honor. No, definitely. Definitely. And like, uh, when we know about you, like we know, like you won medals for the country, like you won world championship. But if we really look into it, like you also won the game of life before even becoming championship, like you beat cancer, like not once for twice. Could you please share that journey, share that story with the listeners, like why and how that child made that decision and he become like he came out as a champion from that, from that thing. Yeah, so I was um, six years old many years ago, um, playing in uh, our our family home with my have a twin brother. His name is Brett, and um, I was jumping from chair to chair, um, as any normal kids would do. And even I have a four-year-old who's doing this sort of the same jumping around, so it's quite a common thing. Uh, and during that particular time, I fell. Um, my parents saw that I, I ran downstairs because I heard some noise, and took me to the hospital. You know, at the time, um, when you're dealing with this, you just think it's probably a, a break or something. You're not expecting essentially what amounts to being the worst. And 
I'm sure that some of your listeners have been through a moment in their life, whether they have kids or parents or something that something happens that you feel it's one thing and then it just goes, it just goes really bad in a real hurry. Um, but honestly, like we all deal with com- um, challenges in our life. We all deal with obstacles. And certainly that was a very huge obstacle for me. They, they gave me a 35% chance to beat it. Um, so the diagnosis was, was pretty poor. But when you try to look at the power of, of, of working together, um, I was asked a question the other day about, you know, think of a moment that, that shaped you and, and think about it from a leadership perspective. And now that I'm a leader doing what I'm doing in my current position, I think back to those times, I think back to, you know, that everything was, it, it really seemed insurmountable, the, 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 the journey, the, 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 the fight that I had in front of me, and I was never going to give up the fight. Um, and I had doctors and nurses and my parents and friends, all of everybody fighting for that, for that one goal. And that was for me to get well. And unfortunately, a lot of people around me um, did not, uh, were not successful, but somehow I was able to come through at the other end. So uh, once I had that, um, once I came through, I almost felt like a responsibility to to make something of my life, and maybe that's sort of what led to my drive and determination to say, like, all right, I've uh, I'm here for a reason. L- let's get uh, let's get after see what I can do with myself. But um, certainly, um, challenges are tough. You know, we just have to be we have to be strong. We have to be resilient, and I think that was part of my uh, my success. Yeah, and I, I, this is interesting. Like you mentioned, like you never gave up, and Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe doctors mentioned that, like, when you get out from the hospital, they say, like, you should take easy, like, you shouldn't ride a bike, like, for one year. But you, like, took a tough decision. You learned to ride a bike in just one week. Like, I, I want to understand that mentality of, of the child, like, what happened and what made you that I want to do it. Like, I want to learn a bike in one, in just one week. And what happened? Like, what? Why you did that? Yeah, so just to clarify, so when I was six years old, I lost my uh, right part of my right leg to uh, osteogenic sarcoma, which is commonly known as bone cancer, which is exactly the same type of cancer. And actually, it was around the same time, 1980, uh, Terry Fox was going through his his battle. So there's a lot of similarities. At the time, cancer was nowhere near our family. And then all of a sudden, I'm in the eye of that storm. Um, I was lucky enough to be able to beat it. My hair fell out. It, it grew back. It grew back curly. Um, I didn't really like it, uh, you know, growing back curly. And then I had lung cancer um, and they took a, little, a part of my lung out. So that was sort of always in the back of my mind about, about that. And then, um, and then I was able to, to, to come out of it. In terms of the situation with riding the bike, you know, the doctors, as, as I said, um, they did give me a, a, like a one year to ride a bike. Here's a guy with an artificial leg, you know, with balance issues, trying to figure it out. Um, but things sort of came naturally for me, right? I wasn't going to take no, you get up, you fall, you get up again, you fall. And that process may continue on, but you can't have the fear of, of wanting to be wanting to be better. So that's where, uh, that's where I was. And I just, just made it happen. Wow. Man. Wow. And you know, like I saw some your clips and I saw like people talking about you, like they always mention like you're very resilient. You have, you always like face adversity, face like tough decisions in your life. And then still you came out a better person like from that. Can I ask like, what does resilience mean to you? Well, it means different, different things to different people. But I think resilience ultimately just means that you, uh, you didn't give up. You, 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 you fought to the very end. You know, sometimes the, the battle is, uh, is not going to be won, but yet you're not going to, uh, you're not going to close your, your, your eyes prematurely to, to the fight. And, um, but I think that, you know, in terms of resilient people, and I want your listeners to realize this, that this is something that you can probably, you can learn, you know, there's, there's tactics to be better, you know, better at being resilient. You know, there's a lot of things that might be thrown your way and, um, there's different techniques to, to deal with it. And also, um, in this day of mental health and mental illness and, 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 and mindset, I think we try to take on things too often just ourselves, right? It's, if you're dealing with something in private, um, too many people have committed suicide. Too many people have, have been down on themselves in terms of what they're doing. And um, it's not because they may not be resilient. It's just because their resilient has a certain level if, if, you, if you keep it in, right? You don't tell people you're afraid, you're ashamed of what your, your situation is. 
Um, so for me, I, I had two choices to make in my life. And one choice was to just give up and essentially be this disabled kid who relied on my mom and dad and um, didn't, give, didn't give life a chance. Or it could be take, take hold of what I had in front of me, um, my new reality, uh, being a kid with one leg and how do you deal with that? And how do you deal with the, the, the public pressure of kids seeing you that way? And kids can be cruel at that age. You just kind of think the best of it, right? So <clears throat> I talk, was talking to people and um, you know, trying to make the best of it. And then you realize, you know, especially we're talking about in, like in the, in the 80s, people don't care. You know, I mean, you, you have this idea that I've got one leg and for a long time, I thought people cared. Well, they don't, right? And I think these days when we're in the, the 2021 and going forward, uh, people are a lot more tolerant of our differences than, than we ever have been. Not to say that it's certainly by any stretch of the imagination, um, the, we're there. You know, there's still people who will hate. There's still people who will, you know, get on you for what you look like, your mm -hmm. your skin color, what you wear, how you look, whatever. But um, there is some, um, there's some, there's some changes that's been happening, I believe. Um, and I think that you just need to uh, band together. And um, I was just trying to, you know, part of being resilient is showing your strengths, right? And I think showing my strengths, um, I was able to make it make it a little bit better. And you. You are such a leader, great leader yourself, and now you're also like in a managing role. How you would teach someone, or how would how would you like suggest someone like to be more resilient? Like, what are some tactics you suggest? Like, you can like try using this, you can try using that, and then you can maybe like become more tolerant, become more resilient to that factor. Well, I think that it comes down to just um, analyzing the situation. You know, if you're in a certain situation, just, just learn as much as you can. You know, obviously when you're younger, resiliency at that age just becomes with that uh, fight or flight kind of mentality. Um, but when you're older and, and if something happens to you and then, and just learn that you're, you don't need that to have all the answers, mm -hmm. you know, in terms of, you know, in terms of managing or in terms of being a leader, in terms of trying to overcome things, you can rely on other people to help you, right? Other people who have expertise and um, so in terms of like resiliency of, of, of moving up your, it's just about increasing your, your, your scope and increasing your responsibility. Um, but perhaps life experiences, that's why they call it life experiences in terms of what you're doing, right? My management style is not just based on, you know, the time that I've been a manager or my work experiences. My management style is based on years of, of what I've seen on a swim team or previous positions or, you know, trying to be the leader on the swim team. And you may often hear that people say leaders definitely need a title to lead, right? So leaders can be anybody. And I would say that a lot of leaders, um, you have to be, you have to be resilient because you, there's a lot of things coming your way and you have to be able to deal with them. So, you know, take a, take a look at five different leaders that you know uh, in your own personal life and think, do I know if that person's resilient? And then further than that, if you want to be better at resiliency and you, 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 you say to somebody, I think that person's a leader. And why is that person a leader? And then so talk to that person, especially if you want to get better. Like say, listen, one-on-one, -on -one, um, I see that you've dealt, you're lead this company, you're the CEO, you're uh, wherever the case may be. I, I assume you didn't get there by fluke or chance. So what is it that has made you successful and what has it made you resilient to what you're doing and i think once we get that 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 growth mindset instead of a fixed mindset and i think for anybody watching i would suggest going out and googling growth mindset versus fixed mindset because it's a very big thing in terms of uh, our development as people uh being open to um to different things but when you're fixed it's like that ball is you know this phone is red no, it's green. No, it's red. You know, no, it's clearly green, but it's, but people just don't, are not open enough to, to change their minds. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and like one thing I just caught my interest, like you said that sometimes people say like success is like, is it like by fluke or not? Like, could you please tell me is can success be achieved overnight? Like sometimes I see uh, like on, on a social media, like, they become successful overnight. But but I believe that there might be like a process behind that to become successful overnight. Like there might be hard work. But what would you say like, is, can success be achieved overnight? 
like in very short period and uh, if, if not like then what is the process to become successful well if you go uh, if you go tonight and buy a lottery ticket and win tonight then i guess maybe that's your definition of success being a millionaire then you know all the power to you but generally when you think about success and then you know over and overcoming obstacles and doing your part it's more along the lines of when you see an iceberg and you know you may see 20% of that iceberg above the water but 80% of it's below the water and the stuff that's below the water is all the things that have gone into making that iceberg where it is right if it was a tiny little iceberg it's not going to be you know 20 feet above the water because it's going to grow 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 until you see start seeing the results of 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 the build so you know certainly you know being working together in terms of success you know i'm very big on teamwork i'm very big on you know everybody helping each other out and on the, on the the idea of teamwork to me is like together everyone achieves more and you're not going to it's 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 like it's kind of like dieting you know losing weight um you're not going to like all of a sudden lose 20 pounds overnight because if you do you're probably going to gain it back the next day it's it's, it's a gradual process for most people now that time may vary may vary from two weeks to two months to three months but how does that how does that change if you're playing the piano you're going to all of a sudden know how to play the piano in a week or two i doubt it right you may be able to have a little bit of a, a, a instrumental going on but you're probably not going to be able to truly learn it or a language it's not going to take it overnight so certainly things take time things work working worth working for take time but honestly that is that's why it's that's why you're, it's so so sweet or bittersweet i guess um at the end you know the, the olympics were every four years if the olympics were held every year or every six months or whatever then it wouldn't be as big a deal when you win but you do well right so there's a reason that there's a quadrennial there's a reason well now it's five years but um there's a reason that that that's in place it's because that people realize that it, you know it takes it's, it's, it takes a lot of time to be successful, and the Olympics are or Paralympics, in my case, are a metaphor for life. You just you get in there and you just um, you know keep keep moving, right? And and it's a series of goal setting, short term goals leading to long term goals. You know what's a short term goal? Short term goal. So long term goals typically within one year of setting them. So the short term goals help that. So where am I after this month? Where am I after month two? How fast should I go in the pool? What are, you know? What, how, what's my goals at work? Do I have monthly goals to reach the long-term goals? These things take time. Mm -hmm. So I would say everything that I've sort of accomplished in my life um, takes uh, takes more than a couple of days. That's for sure. Well, definitely. And again, like I couldn't agree more. You said like success can certainly takes time. You know, uh, and I feel, and I want to ask this here now. When you are working towards success, like there's always some time like when people start doubting to you and uh, because i'm curious you also mentioned somewhere that in your very early age people start doubting or you people were saying like andrew like you shouldn't compete on this level like like few people were even saying like you only have like one leg you shouldn't compete you can't compete when people are doubting on you like how you would teach that is it like if they're doubt like you don't start doubting in yourself like my question is that did you ever happen by in your early phase like when people were saying people were naysayers they saying no did you also like start doubting in yourself like i shouldn't go there like i shouldn't start swimming was that like happened to you like in that period yeah so we um i think a lot of people may may stop before they start because of influence from somebody else let's call it um whether it's a parent a friend a, a mentor a leader of some sort a so-called leader um so if i was starting swimming and my mom and dad said andrew i really don't think you should do this um you know what if people see your leg um that may put some doubt in my mind that this is a good idea they're not really willing to drive you to the pool in the morning or the afternoon you know, if you don't have that support network at the start how are you going to possibly as a young person get to get to that level Right, and, and people question this. So sure, there was questions about whether I could compete at the level that I was competing at. But you know, my parents did support me. Um, I had that. They saw the, the the fire in me in terms of doing well. Um, when I came back from my first World Championships in 1990 in the plane ride, I said to myself I was going to be world champion, and that was sort of just an unconscious thought that I, that sort of came came to me. Um, and to consider that is that here's this little kid. 16 years old 
called 16 year old little, but 16 year old old living up, living in uh, North Sydney, Nova Scotia. And, you know, and, and you think about all the other people from Cape Breton Island, Nova Scotia, who probably don't think they're good, as good as somebody from Ontario. How can I possibly compete against somebody from Ontario? Forget how can I possibly compete against somebody around the world, right? So there I was. I didn't say to myself, I'm going to be the best in Canada. I'm going to be the best in North America. Right. You know, I'm going to be the best in the Commonwealth. I was going, I went beyond to the, the, the nth degree to say, I'm going to be the best in the world. And it's, it's that mindset, uh, and not everybody's going to have the mindset to be the best in the world. I'm not suggesting everybody just go out and say, all of a sudden, I'm the best ever. Um, but I'm sure that uh, when you look back at history in terms of people who were younger, Wayne Gretzky probably thought he was going to be the best hockey player ever. Um, you know, Sidney Crosby grew up down the street from me when I was growing up in, in Nova Scotia, and he's probably thinking the same thing. Uh, there, you know, Serena Williams probably started out thinking that she's going to be the best tennis player ever. And sometimes you do and sometimes you don't. But um, I thought that I was going to be the best. I had a great support network around me. And I had a support network that was willing to, to let me be me. And wherever I went, whatever that ended up turning out to be, um, they were going to give me the chance. Because I think reality is they saw the, the HE double toothpick stuff that I was going through um, when I was younger. And um, it was time for some joy. And I think when you see that light shine through, and you can really see it for a lot of people, what they're doing, right? If you really love ballet or you really love gymnastics or you really love playing the piano, you need somebody to really take notice of that and try to, in the best you can, if it's financially feasible, to let it go, let it go. Amazing, amazing. And when you, and then you like started in the swimming career and when you like see on the TV, I believe like swimming seems like an individual game. But you would say like is success is also like individual or no, like you need a team, you need a people around you. Uh, even in the today's world, like if you are just solopreneur or a person like starting a small business, you think like they can make it successful by just themselves or you, you need people around you. What would you say? Yeah, I certainly think that, um, I mean, Oftentimes, it's, 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 that, it's that expression that says, you know, it takes a village to, to raise a child kind of thing. And in terms of, you know, my career, um, all the medals that I've won, um, all the awards that I've won, it, I don't stand up there. I, I mean, I may stand up there alone, but it certainly I don't, I don't think that way. You know, I got inducted into Nova Scotia Sport Hall of Fame and, you know, my, my parents were instrumental in my career. I had friends and family who pushed me. Um, I many many great coaches who I, I think about during those times um and anytime that you watch a broadcast of um of a sporting event especially I, I think back to like when the stanley cup is has been awarded and it's a very common question if you're a hockey fan to yeah. watch the announcers say who do you think about in this moment who sh who do you share this with and there's a reason that that question is asked is because you, you're not going to go through life by yourself, right? If you're, if you're married with kids, your, your, your spouse is back home taking care of the kids. Um, you know, there's somebody who drove you to that early morning hockey practice. Um, there's a teacher who helped you with school while you were um, maybe needed to take some time off or a tutor or something like that. So there's all sorts of people, a massage therapist who put you back together when you were falling apart um, that help in that journey. And even it might be a small part, but that 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 small little piece is what you needed at that moment. <clears throat> so that's why it's it's a collective team effort. I think like that's why like we always say like you should always be grateful for everything like happening in your life because that's like compounding in your success. I I would say. Uh, uh, and you, whenever like we see even in the business world, like we see like business leader, we see so many on YouTube, even the athletes. When you interview like there's one thing common in each of them they would always say like when they reach on the top they would always say that they made sacrifice throughout the process that made them to be there what would you say like i i always listen to it like i always read it as well like you made sacrifices you need to make some sacrifices could you suggest us like what are sacrifices we're talking here like what type of sacrifices do you really need to become successful in any craft, in, if in sports, if in business, or if like 
in the entrepreneurship in YouTube channel, like what type of sacrifices we really talk about? Yeah, so I'm going to go a little bit off off the cuff here and say that um, during my swimming career, I didn't sacrifice one thing. Mm-hmm. And you often hear people talk about, I, you're, Ed, you're right, I, I sacrificed this, I sacrificed that. Yeah. When I was younger, I didn't go to dances when I was in grade 11 and 12, and I sacrificed going on dates or going out with my friends drinking when you're old enough, or you know, I sacrificed watching my favorite sports team play. But if you think about what the nature of what you're sacrificing, the nature of what you're getting. So I didn't stay up late to watch my favorite hockey team play because I got up early to better myself. And when you think about that, is that really a sacrifice? If, you're, if the goal is to always push forward and always be better. So my personal model was I want to be better today than I was yesterday. I want to be better tomorrow than I am today. And you can't do that by sleeping in. You can't do that by not – I mean, you can sleep in if it's like a Sunday and you don't have a workout. But I'm saying if you have a workout, get up there and go do it. So there's going to be times where you're going to have to give things up. Um, but I did so willingly because I knew that I was pushing myself more towards the podium. So it's not a sacrifice if it meant winning a gold medal. It's not a sacrifice if it meant setting a world record. So that's the same thing in life. There's going to be times that things are going to come up. You know, as a parent, if there's a show on TV that you really want to watch, whatever the case may be, and your son or daughter has homework, your son or daughter needs you for something, your son or daughter um, needs your attention, whatever the case may be. Is that a sacrifice? You can't watch the TV show? Not really, because you're investing your time in helping your child be better. And that's more important. Mm -hmm. So you could see it as a sacrifice. Oh, you didn't watch the Oscars last night? That's too bad. What happened? Well, I was helping my daughter or my son or whatever, or I was volunteering at a soup kitchen, you know, for the betterment of other people. Then that's not a sacrifice. To me, that's not a sacrifice. Because a sacrifice to me is is the ultimate, um, you know, I I, I wanted to do that I didn't because I was doing something else with no almost no gain mm-hmm. right so um, um, anyways yeah no definitely and if you think like you you said like that those are not sacrifice but if you're like doing something that are like pushing you hard like you are doing self-growth how would you suggest like what should do like how you would cause someone to be so much motivated that they can get up early so they don't like watch nice shows or what can they do like to be keep motivated to keep pushing themselves ahead ahead and then they can uh, achieve that goal that which they had in their mind well i think that answer comes from within you know in terms of getting up in the morning and stuff like that um it's like little things like um my wife my wife has an apple watch and she's playing a game with a friend who's basically you know who can work out the most um and you know in ter- in terms of like the, the sacrifices in the morning you just have to you just have to take stock of what you want in your in your life you know so you have to say well i want to you know i want to lose 20 pounds or i want to you know get get you know tone up my abs or whatever whatever the case may be or i want to learn that language and then you got to think well can i do it between nine and five i'm working full time so i really can't <laughs> so then you have to basically that's where goal setting comes in you know i'm going to get up three times a week I'm going to get up at, at 6.45. I'm going, to, I'm going to study from 7 till 8. And then I'm going to get ready for work. And I'm going to go work from 9 to 10. Right? And a lot of people, especially I, I can speak for myself and others that know, when you get up in the morning and do something, you feel so much better during the day because you've accomplished something before most people even think about it. And when I say most people, I'm probably saying, you know, the good majority of people who didn't, who, and that may have been you, right? You may have like, uh, I, you know, I work at nine, I get up at 8.15, take my shower, I have my breakfast and out the door and I go to my office. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? And you know, did, so, so let's put that out there. There's nothing wrong with the everyday. But certain people want to go above and beyond that. And they want to be able to, 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 to push themselves a, a little bit forward. When you're, maybe you're running a marathon or a triathlon or something where you need to, uh, you need to run and you need to swim and you need to bike. And where are you going to find the time? You know, where are you going to find the time when it's, when you've got responsibilities at the end of the day, you need to be able to fit that in. Yeah. But, but so many, so many um, uh, examples of people who have, have pushed the envelope and found the time. Yeah. And that, so I would suggest that a do the best job you can in terms of that, but also maybe, you know, somebody or, 
maybe you go on LinkedIn or you or somewhere and try to find somebody that that looks like they've accomplished some great things, right? Google 55 year old triathlon who started for the first time triathlete. Maybe there's a master's group. So get that support network, right? If you get that, then you can start seeing your way through and, and start to make, make, you know, headway. And I, and I also think the other thing I want to share is that one of the things I do in my, when I do my motivational speaking is that about this idea about that we're a, we're each a book. And so if you, if I was to read your book or anybody's book, how would the chapters go? Do the chapters just go, woke up in the morning, got ready for work, went to work, came back, helped my kids with their homework, watched TV with my spouse, went to bed. Perfectly fine. No problem. But is that how you see your life? And if you see your life as somebody who, you know, you want to be getting up in the morning, pushed myself, learned this language, did this, went for a run, then you're just like, okay, if that's your story that you want to be told, then go and tell the story. Go out and make it happen. You know, I was reading about a friend of mine uh, the other day. He got, um, he was, uh, he was like, works out at 5.30 in the morning. <clears throat> now, I can't do that right now because I've got my kids and get my, my kids ready yeah. for school. But in back in the day, I would have been okay getting up that early to push the limits. So do what's best for you, for the listeners and the watchers, viewers. Do what's best for you. Do what's best for, in terms of your life, your goals, your situation. But I would encourage you, no matter what your age, uh, what or what your ability, if you want to do it, go and do it, you know, just get the support, <clears throat> write some things down. Maybe it's going to be a little bit tougher in this pandemic world that we live in right now, but in time, things probably will open up. And, um, this is a good time to take stock of where you are with your life right now and where you want and how you want to get better. You know, are you somebody who has spent a lot of time over the last year in the pandemic and you're just like, this is, this is too much start making plans. So when this is over to be better, go for a run, go for a walk, do those little things that can clear your mind because it's not just about physical health. It's about mental health. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I think we can all, uh, just take a step back, breathe and focus on what you want to do next time. Amazing, man. I couldn't agree more. Like you said, like start making plan and you always like talk about goal setting. If we also like listen to your other speeches, like you always mention like, set your goals and i really want to ask here is that and it's also like a personal to me as well if you suggest someone like to do set, do a goal setting what would you suggest like should we set realistic goals in a realistic time or should we aim for like very difficult kind of unrealistic goals like and so that like you can prepare you can push yourself that much hard because you already set an unrealistic goal what you suggest and what you did like when you were planning to become a world champion? I always had two types of goals. So one goal is like the, the, the I, I kind of set like what I call a dream goal um, because it may not have been like within a year of setting it, like what sort of long-term goal would be. Mm -hmm. um, and even though I set a goal of saying one day I want to be world champion at that age, at 16, a lot of people, are you, you're out of your mind. Like there's no way that you're going to be able to do that. But the thing is, I believed it, right? And that was enough for me to shovel snow off car, go to pool, cold pool in the morning, you know, and do all those things that we talked about, about, you know, giving up, get, giving some things up to, to, for the better of myself. Yeah. So I think everybody out there will have their own level of tolerance towards what they're going to achieve. I would just say that it's like that situation where you go to, you go to the, um, you go to the ocean you take your, you take your shoe off, you take your sock off and you dip your little toe into the water. And at that moment, you think about what's possible. You, you think about what's possible in terms of in the metaphor of life, which means just, just try, just get in, just give it, give it a go. And you start learning, you know, as individuals, you know, to be learners, you know, what can I do next time? How can I be better? Or if you're reading a book or learning a language, you know, it's, it's hard. It's really hard to get started. You know, that first third of, of your, of your training program, when you're not seeing uh, results and you're going through it and you're just like, this is hard. Um, right now I'm studying for my, uh, my GMAT and I want to take my MBA and it's a difficult process for anybody who's ever taken GMAT, LSAT, GRE, all these admissions tests to study for it because there's so many things that you can learn and and know right from a quant a verbal a, a formula 
you know, whatever. So it's, it's a very daunting process. So I've tried to step back and just take, you know, everything one at a time. You do your test. Where can I improve? You know, check it again. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm a little bit weak in this. Let me try this. How do, how do I learn more about this? And that's what it's all about. You know, eventually the pieces to the puzzle hopefully come together, you know, <clears throat> and if they don't and you, and you so-called fail happens, then readjust and reevaluate the effort and reevaluate. So the effort's there. So I, 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 it was nothing to do with effort. All right, mm -hmm. fine. Was it about mental approach? Was it about a, a, a strategy that I used that didn't, didn't quite work out, right? So if I'm swimming a 200 individual medley, did I go too fast in my 50 butterfly? Uh, so it's 50 butterfly, um, 50 backstroke, 50 breaststroke, 50 freestyle, fly back breast rate. Uh, so the fly for the is fly people know fly and then the backstrokes the backstroke and then the breaststrokes is this one and then the freestyle is normal freestyle yeah so you could say during the race well my 50 fly was too fast and then because it was too fast it it negatively impacted my but the rest of the race maybe it's too slow and then because it was too slow i didn't have enough uh, momentum to get me through the rest of the race and failed or maybe it was just right and then how did the individual strokes hum after my point there is that this whole process of goal setting, this whole process of moving forward is one big, one big game. You know, it's one big thing about learning, you know, taking information in real time and trying to adjust, right. And say, how about this? How does this feel? So, um, but that's fun. You know, I, I think, I think that's fun. I think it's fun to get to know yourself, get to know your, your, how far your body can push you. And I would pretty, I would say that, you know, if you said to anybody, do you know what it's like, to, what it's truly like to feel pressure? A lot of people would probably say, yes, I know how to feel it. But what about something that you really wanted? Not talking about pressure that may be put upon you. Like, hey, you have to do this assignment for work. That's a certain kind of pressure. But what about the pressure of knowing that you want something so bad that you can taste it and yet you're going to do everything you can to get it. And you're at that moment that, that, that piece de resistance moment, where like I'm going to, I'm doing it now, right? And, you're, and your, your palms are sweaty and you're nervous and you're just like, oh, oh my God, I, I can't believe this, <clears throat> right? Maybe, it's, maybe you're taking like a master's degree and you have to defend your thesis that you worked on for four months. And you get nervous because you're like, I, I, can I defend this? And you do it and you feel great about yourself. And that's the feeling. It's the feeling of going through the journey. So sometimes it's not about the destination. It's the journey that you have along the way. And if you can get there then you're doing a lot better amazing man amazing some of things like you just mentioned like it resonated with me like i could i could see myself like in in the past month like few months i was going through that journey uh and you like and you amazing brother like you made such a name in yourself like in swimming industry you won so many medals and after your swimming career how's your life changed like could you talk about like what what happened after the life like how you use those skills you learned during the swimming career in your now business life could you like please share that sure so a lot of it is to do with um um you know like the teamwork and you know leadership so leadership to me I, i'll give an example mm -hmm. so uh <clears throat> way back in um in 1990 when I first started, 1989, when I first started swimming, I was 15 years old. And um, I, I was very scared of people seeing my disability. Um, because we're talking about that age group, right? The people that make fun yeah, of, they yeah. talk behind your back. And, and so it was really, it was a very big phobia of mine in terms of that happened. <clears throat> so I was talking to my coach, <clears throat> excuse me, at the time. And I was saying my concerns about, I don't want people to see my leg and my good friends, whatever. And he took the time to listen to me and he took the time to hear my concerns and he couldn't possibly relate to me because he had two legs. But what he did for me in that moment in time was that he, he gave me perspective about what I could be, you know, and we had no idea where that journey would go in terms of my success or lack of success or whatever the case may be. But he said, you know what, you've got a chance here to, to do something that may truly benefit your life and um and and it did 
Um, so when I, in terms of being a, a, a manager now, I try to make the time where I'm always, I'm always listening to the staff. Um, I may not understand exactly where they're coming from or what they're talking about in certain circumstances. Most of the time I will, but I take the time to listen and I give them their voice um, for what they're doing. Not just I'm the boss, you're doing this. I let them help out as well. So I think that's a very important uh, trait that I learned is to always um, empower people, empower people to, 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 to be better, empower people to speak up, empower people to give their opinions. Amazing man, like you mentioned, like it's a great ability of leader, like to empower people. If I ask here, like I do, what would you say like the one must have ability, capability of a leader, like every leader should have, like you talk about, you listen to the stuff, you talk about like you empower them, you let them speak. What would you say, like, what is the one must ability of every leader should have? Um, yeah, there's so many between like resilience and change and understanding. But I'm going to say above all, something that I feel that I, <clears throat> I need and I think everybody needs in order that you're, you're just going to fall. And that's passion. I really feel that without passion, we're nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not talking here today if you don't have passion for this YouTube channel. You know, we don't, we're not talking, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not competing at the Paralympics if I didn't have a passion for the end goal and where I wanted to accomplish life. I'm not leading the team I'm leading if I don't have a passion for, you know, of, of continuing on because eventually that star is going to fizzle out, you know, and people say to me, how do you like your job? I was like, I love it. <clears throat> I absolutely love it. You know, and if you were going to go sell widgets and you weren't really big on selling widgets, but yet that was your job how much before it's going to hurt your mental state how much before you're just going to be like you're going to stand up and say oh, God, i can't believe i'm going to with your eyes closed i can't believe i'm going to this job again you know so i think that the you know there's many things great leaders should have but if you take it overall if we all had a little bit more compassion yeah and a little more passion for for the journey you know, you want to see your leaders with that fire to always push your, 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 your people below you, right? Push themselves. I see, like, and, and, I, and we have this in my job, my, my ultimate leader, with the name of the company, but my ultimate leader, he's, he's, I, you, I, 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 if I close my eyes, he goes, he's always very like, he, he makes you feel like you are the only person there talking to him um, when he's speaking to you. And he may have, thousand different things on his mind you know this 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 budget costs you know this is going to start that's going to start whatever but when you're speaking to him one-on-one he makes you feel like you have his attention 110 percent and that's a very big leadership um thing that uh, that i will take with me because i want to make sure that i'm in the moment when i'm talking to somebody and not just in work but it just hopefully in general life you know, somebody's going to come talk to you. I'm going to give them attention. I'm going to look them straight in the eye and I say, how can I help you today? Without this, oh, let's check my watch. Yeah. What time is it? And I've got to go and whatever. So, and, and I was, was somewhere with my wife not too long ago and we were looking for like flooring and it was like past six o'clock and the whole time we're, we're in there and the guy's looking at his watch and we knew it was getting late, but they offered for us to stay, but yet he kept mm-hmm. looking at his watch and it's just like, that's not a good, that, that was not a good look because you don't feel that that, that person is, is really, truly listening to you. Yeah. They just want to get out the door. So if you talk to me about one thing um, would be a passion and it would also be about, you know, trying to be, um, stay in the moment and try to lead the best you can. Wonderful, brother. Be at the moment. Uh, I just totally agree with that. Like I, I'm actually learning this ability now i'm not good at like to be at the moment because sometimes like my mind because english is my third language so sometimes my mind start translating that into my native language i, I kind of like lost in the moment but now i'm improving more and more and i just couldn't agree more like this is a must ability everyone should have let me just say this one thing before i accept in so kudos to you for learning three languages i know english is not an easy language to learn and i would also out there for people watching 
because my wife's Brazilian. So my daughter speaks Portuguese, she speaks English, and we're basically saying how important it is for instance, to speak French. So if anybody's watching this or who's, who's watching this, I would highly recommend keeping your own open mind to learning other languages. It is going to help you enormously, no matter what it is in your life. It may not be the language you're learning, for instance, like, you know, might be learning Hindi, but maybe it's not something that is, is, is prevalent as here as English and French, but it's, 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 it's opening your mind to, to knowledge yeah. and to other things that do that, that helps in so many different ways. And when you get the mindset of learning from a, usually from a child perspective, or you can never stop learning. Uh, it's so important. So good on you for learning multiple languages. And, and I, and I just want to encourage everybody else out there to just, that, that that's that's super important um to always move forward no oh, thank you so much thank you and you said like learning french i don't know I, I don't know like i can show you but i have like this vision board where like i have goals and i have mentioned that like by 2023 i'm gonna be like 30 percent 40 percent proficient in like french as well now <laughs> like i i have that goal as well so, you know what there's there's um there's no reason that you know anybody out there can't accomplish goals these days i mean everybody think about way think about 20 years ago when we didn't have youtube and we didn't have you know linkedin for people's stories and we didn't know who other people were that did other things nowadays you can go to linkedin and say i want or google search i want somebody who who did this right and you and you can figure out who that person is and maybe contact that person and a lot of times if you're just saying hey um you've done so many great things you're like, like our conversation can i have some time just to learn to show up you know i like my son or daughter's struggling can you help me right a lot of people will probably you know depending on you know who they are probably would say yes to like a chat or whatever the case may be and we have inspiring people around us every single day when I do my motivational talks, last slide I have um, in there is um, um, I am great. And I don't say that because um, um, I, Andrew, think I'm great, although I've done some amazing things. But I do that because I know the audience reads the slides. And if you said, uh, and then, so they're reading, it's like, I am great. I'm amazing. That kind of thing. That's where we need to start instilling in other people that everybody's got a story. Uh, everybody's done some amazing, great things. And we have to start discounting people's efforts. You know, if you volunteer at your kid's school and that's, the t that's what, that's the time that you have, then that's amazing. It, don't compare. Don't start, don't start getting in a situation where you're comparing, well, what did you do with your free time? Well, I volunteered at my kid's school. Well, no, I helped save world hunger. It's not about that. It's about you and the, t and the effort that you have and, and making a difference. And if I can say to you, do you think you're making a difference in other people's lives? And the answer is no. Then I would say, is there something that you can do to help other people? Because isn't that what humanity is all about? Is is helping other people? So, so that's 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 where I think that you know, if if we all have this mindset that it's rather it's better to give than receive, then we're gonna get we're gonna get a lot, you know, because people if, if people are always giving giving giving, um, not in a bad way, like hey, you said it was good to receive, you have a million dollars, give it to me. Um, but there's other things that we can give. We can give of our time. We can give of our knowledge. We can give of our effort. Um, then I think that once you get a, a society full of people who just want to help others, uh, that's pretty powerful stuff. Like I also agree with that. Like you give and without any expectations, and you can expect like there might be great things coming to you in your life as well. And I also agree with that. Like yes, I feel like I'm that. I always say like I'm thankful because I'm living in this time period, because I have access of laptop, I have access of internet, like sure. there's so many opportunities I think I have, which my parents might not have. So I always say like, I'm thankful for every day, like because I live in this generation. So I, I just agree with that to you brother. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, uh, last question, like I really don't want to take you that much time, but last question brother, if there's one thing you really want listeners to take away from the conversation from yourself. What would you say, like, if you are, like, if they're listening to you and you really, what would be the one thing they really should take away from you? Um, don't give up on yourself. You know, don't ever give up on yourself. Don't ever give up on, you know, there, there might be times where it might be the darkest. Um, you know, you don't feel the strength to move on. You don't think life is worth living. You don't think that uh, you matter. 
And I've talked to a lot of people in my days in terms of, you know, what they're doing. And, and in reality is everybody matters. You know, we all matter in our, in our own small way and don't compare yourself to other people. Um, it, it j just compare yourself to you. And I often say when I'm doing my speaking is like, you don't have to conquer the world. You just have to conquer your world. And I think that if they, if you get in there and you can conquer your own personal world, whatever that looks like, you know, give yourself a break. It's a tough life out there right now, right? Don't be so hard on, on others. Don't be so hard on yourself. Give, give yourself that chance to relax and rest, but yes, give yourself that chance to be great. You know, back in 92, as you alluded to earlier, when we were talking about that, you know, a race that I did um, and I won a bronze medal at the Paralympics, I was going back and forth and I was, wasn't supposed to win a medal. And uh, I was in fourth place at the 300 meter mark. And I said, okay, I'm going to go now. And another voice inside me, don't do it. And then another voice that's sort of that angel voice comes in and says, go now, allow yourself to be great. And I sort of put on as much extra effort that I could be. And I finished in third place and won an amazing bronze medal for Canada and a Canadian record. And the moment of being able to say to myself, allow yourself to be great, took away all those inhibitions or stress or whatever, because it was just, I had no choice. So I would say that for everybody watching, just give you that chance to be great. Give you that self that chance to shine because I guarantee everybody watching and be real. You, I know you do. So look you straight. I know you do. Uh, you want to be great, right? You want that sort of that, that, that accolades, that, that moment in the sun. So give yourself the chance, give yourself the chance to, um, to, to make it happen and, um, and, 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 and surround yourself with a great team and, you know, a setup is not going to be good if you're going to start today and end tomorrow. So set yourself up for success, set yourself up for uh, being the best you can be. And um, I'm pretty sure um, if you do that, you'd be very, very uh, pleasantly surprised with, with how it's going to turn out. And um, that could be an epiphany moment for you. Wonderful. And thank you so much, like for sharing your experience and stories. I, I don't like whenever we listen to your stories and when I was researching about you, like it's so inspirational. Like you feel inspiration. You feel like Andrew can do it. I can do it as well. Like I, I can't give up now. I can't give up now. I have to do it now. It, it, your story is kind of like that. And I just really, I'm, I'm so much thankful. Like, you gave us your time and you came on the show, brother. Like, thank you so much, man. Yeah, no worries. So uh, virtual fist bump and um, good luck to everybody out there. And uh, thank you again for speaking with me this morning and um, hope everybody enjoys it. Well, I, have, I hope, I hope. And thank you so much again. Like, have thanks so much. Have a wonderful week, brother. All right, all right you too. Cheers.